the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are around the world, listening on the radio or perhaps on the computer. A warm welcome to you. My name is Julian Gibb. I'm from the Harvest Foundation. And today you're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. Today we're blessed to have Gil. And Gil is from Operation uh, Christmas Child which uh, we're going to hear a lot about in a minute. But before we do, this is uh, a show which is encouraging you to find out what God is calling you to do in your life. Perhaps you think that uh, there are some people in this world who are just super spiritual heroes, and they've been gifted in certain ways that they're called to go out and do wonderful, big, almighty things. Well, that's true. But we are all called and all gifted to do our part. So, Gil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. So, so tell us, first of all, a little bit about um, what you do at Operation Christmas Child. What is Operation Christmas Child? Well, I'll give you a little background. Uh, back in 1993, uh, there was uh, a war going on in Bosnia, and uh, Franklin Graham was approached uh, by a pastor and asked if uh, we could collect some shoeboxes uh, full of gifts for children in need and, uh, and get those into their hands. And so uh, he did just that. He contacted a pastor that he knew, a friend uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And within weeks, they had assembled 11,000 of these shoeboxes with wonderful gifts for children. And also uh, Canada, a friend in Canada contributed, and and they had a total of 28,000 gift boxes that went to Bosnia that year. And since then, the ministry just began to grow. People caught the vision and said, you know, I can pack a shoebox for a child in need. And, and so since that time, it has grown to oh, over 9 million boxes. Wow. Wow. So, so am I correct? You were, you were saying how uh, yesterday when you and I were talking that uh, it, was, it was a Welshman. Yes. Yes. Go British Isles. And so, so uh, you know, it was a Welshman and a shoebox and a couple of toys. And now this one box has spread out to how many boxes, did you say? Well, uh, you know, it varies every year a little bit. But uh, last year, for example, in the United States, we collected 7.8 million shoeboxes. Wow. And these are packed by volunteers. And, uh, and other countries participate also. The, the, U- the U.K. participates, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Spain, New Zealand, Australia, even South Korea. Amen. Yeah. So total, we had 9.1 million shoeboxes worldwide that we were able to get into the hands of children this year. Wow. 
And so, um, you know, how many? I'm still drawn onto that 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 guy, you know, with his one shoebox. I mean, how many boxes have gone out since you started, roughly? Well, since 1993, we have uh, collected 188 million shoeboxes. And, uh, and put those in the hands of children in 170 countries. 170? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many countries are there in the world? I don't well, that know. includes <laughs> some territories, so yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, wow. And so, and so uh, some of these countries, are they uh, hard-to-reach places or, or places that haven't heard the Christian message? You know, uh, Julian, most of the children that we serve uh, have never received a gift in their life. So, yes, uh, some of these are hard to reach because geographically uh, they're, they're difficult to get to. Uh, others are hard to reach just because uh, there are religious reasons why the country wouldn't want us to go uh, with the gospel of Jesus because that's why we do what we do. We want children uh, not just to receive a gift, which is really important for them, but also to receive the greatest gift, which is, which is knowing Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so come back to that in a minute. But before I do, so uh, simply it's, what is the process? You know, it's a shoebox. I'm I'm looking at your website here. So there's a shoebox and then, and then you have a list of suggested items. Is that, is that correct? Yes. We have uh, children need hygiene items um, like a toothbrush, for example. Mm. Uh, You you know, there's a little girl um, uh, from uh, Honduras. Uh, Her name's, her name was Judy. And she um, shared her toothbrush with 25 other girls. Oh, goodness. And so uh, the need is great for just basic things. Uh, A bar of soap. Uh, When I was in Liberia a couple of years ago, there was a little boy, and he opened up his box, and he took out a bar of soap, and he walked around from person to person, and he was saying, See my soap? See my soap? Uh, Many of the children that open those shoe boxes, they say the smell of new things is something they have never experienced before. Um, and, and it just, uh, it, 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 they're so excited and, and overwhelmed, really. Um, I'm, I can tell you when I was in Rwanda in 2017, uh, there, was, uh, these, there was about 50 children in a very marginalized area. And uh, this, this, this happened um, years after the Rwandan genocide. There was a pastor named Pastor Eddie, and he found a piece of land. He wanted to have a counseling center for people who had gone through trauma after that genocide. And he, he told me, he said, you know, Gil, um, people were walking around just like you'd look in their eyes and you just saw like emptiness. And he said, and I wanted to do something. So as a pastor and a counselor, he found a piece of land way on the outskirts away from the city. And he had a taxi take him there. And he told me that he went there, and he just went there to pray and to look at this piece of land and ask God, you know, what can, what can I do? I want to build a, a counseling center, and asking God to provide for that. And he said, after a while, he noticed these children, like, coming out of the bush, and uh, they were tattered, and, and he could see they were in great need. And, um, and, and these kids were orphaned, and they were just kind of living on their own. And he said that he, he spoke to them and said, you know, you know, do you know Jesus? And they just didn't respond to him. And, and he said he actually felt a little afraid because he was, felt like he was being surrounded. But he came back later. Uh, he had left. And then later he came back with soccer balls. And he started engaging the children. And eventually 
he start, uh, the children started responding to him and responding to the gospel. And, and, he, um, and so I was there at this location where they, they had pa- built another church. He didn't want to pastor another church, but he found the need was so great with these kids. And so when, when we brought the shoeboxes, this was my first experience there. Uh, we handed them out to the children and we said, hey, at the count of three, uh, and they couldn't speak English. They, they speak a, a language called Kenya, Rwanda. Uh, when count to three, the translator said, open your box. One, two, three. And, and they just sat there. Hmm. And I thought, huh, what's going on, you know? Well, I didn't know at the time these children had never received a gift before. Oh. And sometimes, you know, kids, they don't know if they're going to get to keep that. Um, and so I asked Pastor Eddie, I said, um, what's going on? And he said, Gil, they're overwhelmed right now. Mm. They don't even know how to respond. And so the adults went around and started encouraging the kids to open the box. And, you know, and so then, then the, the excitement and, and, and what I, I saw a little girl. I found out later her name is Mutesi. It was a picture of the person of the family that gave her the box. And and first thing she did is she grabbed that picture, she held it up over her head, and she was showing everybody around her, these are the people that, that gave me these, these gifts that I, they're overwhelmed. And um, so so uh, there was a little girl that stood up and just started singing. Oh. <laughs> you know, it was, it was quite an experience to see about 50 kids. Um, and, and so in those boxes, you know, there were hygiene items, there were school supplies, and, and a lot of people don't know this. Your listeners may not know this, but a child uh, in many countries cannot go to school unless they have school supplies. So school supplies are very important to put in, in those boxes. And, um, and so the hygiene items and the school supplies and, of course, toys. Uh, there are many children that they don't have toys. You know, they're just playing with whatever's, you know, sticks and rocks and things like that. And, and so a toy is something very special, especially something they can cuddle at night. You know, when they live in, in difficult situations, having something that they can hold close to them and, and go to sleep with can be very comforting for those children. Um, so, uh, so the things that we think are just so very basic here and we take for granted are very special. Um, uh, this little girl I was telling you about that uh, was in the orphanage and ended to share her toothbrush, when she got her shoebox, uh, she, she said, I-, I had 10 pencils. She goes, I just like screamed happ- with happiness because in that orphanage where she lived, you, you could have one pencil for the year. Mm. And that was it. And if you didn't make that pencil last, she said you would get in trouble. And now she had 10 pencils of her own. And she had her shoebox, and she said she slept with it every night for weeks and weeks. Goodness. She didn't want, you know, to, she didn't want anybody to take it away from her. You know, these were very special items. And she said this was the first gift that she'd ever received in her life. Goodness. And uh, so, so again, the things we take for granted uh, are, are extremely meaningful to kids that are in great need like the ones that we serve. Because, you know, it, it, it really does make you search your soul, doesn't it? Because, you know, here, you know, if um, speaking uh, generalized form, you know, if, you, if, if all that was in a Christmas stocking was like a bar of soap and a pencil, you know, there would be, <laughs> there'd be a raucous in the household. What's this? You know, where's my bike? Uh, so... <laughs> But I mean, I mean, just just the fact that that such small things can have a profound effect, and um, you know, I, I, I from you or from your website, you know, reading one review of this 
little girl who said, um, you know, quote, unquote, uh, receiving this gives me hope that someone cares for me, someone loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Julian, um, it, it's, it's really interesting because I have had the privilege of hearing many stories from children uh, who, well, they're now grown, they're, they're young adults in their 20s usually, and they'll, they'll share their story about the impact that this shoebox had in their life. And, and for your listeners, we have many stories on our website that they can listen to and see these children, uh, these, I should say these young adults that, uh, that received a shoebox. Uh, and and the, um, uh, the the reference you gave yeah. of hope, yeah. uh, that is the one thing I hear over and over again in these stories is it gave me hope. Um, like a, a little boy in Rwanda uh, during the genocide escaping for his life, uh, he, he said, you know, when I got this shoebox, it like restored his faith in humanity. It gave uh. him hope. Um, we had a... a a young man that was here in, in the Phoenix area, and he came and shared his story a couple of years ago. And uh, he was also from Rwanda, but not born there because his family had to flee during that genocide. And he, he lost, uh, he, he never met his grandparents, uncles, cousins, because uh, they were killed in that 100 days where a million uh, were killed. And so him and his family were refugees, uh, and they, they moved from country to country. And, uh, and, and landed in Togo. Uh, his father was a pastor, and uh, they eventually, uh, in, in this very poor country, received 300 shoeboxes. And, uh, and, and people uh, in that community were afraid to go to the church that this mm. pastor had because there was a witch doctor that was casting spells on people, and people were having illnesses, and, and awful things were happening to them. And uh, and so, you know, I'll just make a long story short because it's a beautiful story. Uh, my friend Eve, who um, he his his father was bold and uh, and was willing to speak with the witch doctor who confronted him and, and was putting curses on on him and his family. And uh, he eventually this this witch doctor came to know Christ because the shoeboxes came to the village and the people received them, and he wanted to know uh, what was going on and what this, this power was about that he didn't have to overcome uh, what was taking place in the people and, and with the pastor. And, and so he brought his uh, implements that he used to use for doing his craft and burned them, and he, with hands raised, he gave his life to Jesus uh, in that in that small community in Togo because of those 300 shoeboxes that arrived. Uh, and, and the village was transformed. I, I was sharing with you yesterday a little bit that uh, there's a picture I have uh, that my friend Eve, he shared with me, of all these people lined up uh, in this river wanting to get baptized. I mean, it's, you know, there's more than 100. Wow. And, and so... You wouldn't think that something like a simple gift like this could transform a community, but that's what we see. We see the life of a child transformed. They come to know Jesus Christ. We see them share with their family, and then their family comes to Christ. Uh, and, then, and then we see sometimes communities impacted in, 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 in large ways like this. Not every story. Every story is different. 
But the gospel goes with every one of these shoeboxes. When a child receives a shoebox, there's a, a, a little pamphlet they get. It's a booklet, and it shares the gospel with them in their language. We now have um, 88 languages that it's translated into. Because um, you're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. Uh, my name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have Gil. And Gil is from Operation Christmas Child. Um, if you've just tuned in, where have you been? <laughs> you've just missed uh, Gil sharing about um, how a shoebox with you know soap and toys and uh, pencils in can really make a profound uh, effect, a profound change, a profound impact. As one uh, one little girl said, it gave me hope receiving this box. Someone cares for me. Someone actually loves me. And so. Uh, Gil, you've been sharing these stories about uh, giving these uh, boxes, you know, and it's wonderful. I mean, I mean, everyone likes to receive gifts, you know, and, and then particularly out of nowhere, this this box arrives. It has a card in from the person who sent it. It has it, all kids love toys, you know, and 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 soap when it's necessary, and, and goodies and things like that. I mean, it's just thumbs up, ten out of ten, great work. I'm in, but. How long does its impact last? I mean, you know, the soap can only last so long. Toys get broken. Uh, you know, after a year or so, kids can, you know, uh, you know, suddenly Buzz Lightyear was the big thing one year, and now it's no one wants it. You know, so so so, what about a lasting impact that mm. um, that these boxes have? Mm. Thank you for for asking that question, Julian. You know, we are about all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when a child receives a shoebox, uh, we call that shoebox, Operation Christmas Child has a name for that. We call it a gospel opportunity because when a child comes to uh, what we call an outreach event, uh, they gather together, and it's a very special time. The pastors or leaders who are running that event uh, have prepared uh, special, uh, like they might have traditional dance or they might have puppets or they might, it's a celebratory type of event. And, and so the children enjoy that, that time together, and then, and then they hear a gospel message that has been very carefully crafted to be understood by young children. And, when, and they hear that gospel message, and, 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 and they're prayed for, and then afterwards they're asked if they want to know Jesus. Now, there are still places in the world, believe it or not, that people don't know who Jesus is. Some, for some, this is the first time they've heard the name of Jesus Christ, and they haven't heard the story before. This is the first time. I'll just tell you one, one recent story I heard, and I have a, a picture that I received of this village where the leader was sharing the gospel with the children, and uh, when it got to the part where it talked about, you know, here's a picture of Jesus dying on the cross, the children started crying. They had never heard the story before, uh, but then he rose from the dead. And, and the joy, and, and then the final invitation is, Jesus wants to be your friend. Do you want to know Jesus? And so children are invited to know Jesus because uh, of, of the ministry of Operation Christmas Child and, and the shoebox that opens the door for the gospel in that community. After that child receives a shoebox, I mentioned this booklet called The Greatest Gift Booklet. Uh, they are able to take that home. And uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about that booklet. It's, it's beautifully done, uh, clear gospel message. And I, when I was in Rwanda, uh, we were about 20 minutes away from the event we had just attended. And, and there were these little boys we found sitting on the side of the road in a circle. 
and, and they were reading the booklet. Now, a lot of times kids get a, a book or something in their gift and they set it aside. You know, they want to dig into the toy. They were sitting reading through this booklet together. Mm. Uh, the gospel was, was presented to them, and now they were taking the gospel in again in a different form, and then they take it home and they share it with their families. And then, But at the event, after they receive their shoebox gift, they're invited to a 12-week discipleship program. And so the, the first, three, uh, first four lessons of that program are how to have a relationship with Jesus. The second four are how they can grow in their relationship with him. And then the, the last four are how to share Jesus with their family and friends. Uh, we have had 26 million children participate in this program over the last 11 years. Uh, it has had a huge impact uh, in, in many countries. Uh, and, and so to answer your question, uh, yes, the gifts will eventually wear out. Uh, but uh, we have a saying, what goes in the box is fun. What comes out is eternal. Mm. I mean, so, I mean, you know, it's impressive, Gil. I mean, you know, there's like 27 million um, of the, you know, the greatest journeys or boxes or whatnot have gone out. Um, but, I mean, how, how many children have actually uh, been affected by it? You know, you, you, you can put out, you know, the, the, the Bible or, or something. But, I mean, how many, um, how many children have actually, uh, you know, uh, yes. accepted Jesus as Lord or, right. or, or, or even just started on the journey of a relationship with mm. him? Uh, as of today, <laughs> the last statistic I have is uh, 12.6 million decisions for Jesus have oh, been man. made. 12.6? Yes. Wow. Talk about a Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's God, God working in the hearts of people all over the world, huh. working in the hearts of children, uh, children in need that need Jesus. You know, their, their circumstances are, are very challenging sometimes, you know, where they live. And um, and some again are orphans and 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 just very difficult situations. Yeah. And so, talk about needing Jesus, right? You're yeah. a little kid and you don't have you know food is scarce yeah. and comfort is is scarce. Yeah. And and but Jesus is with you. And I, I was um, th- just thinking of something unrelated to uh, Operation Christmas Child, but there was uh, in. Uh, in one country, let's just say, um, where the the system there has the untouchables, you know, the um, those who uh, uh, are on the bottom of social mm-hmm. strata society, uh, living on garbage heaps and so yes. forth. Um, and just the message that God, the creator, uh, the almighty, was born in a stable, mm-hmm. you know, of modest means, uh and yet you know just this 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 like wow you know so like even someone like you know me with limited means you know he he understands where i'm coming from you know and and this this connection as well of you know that this is a god who 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 is seeking them you know it's not like uh uh someone who's pushing them away someone who's aloof but someone who's 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 calling them to him so I mean, I mean that that that's amazing. Of like twelve twelve point six million children. I mean, the effects of that, you know, filtering out into their families is is uh, phenomenal, and all all from a little shoebox. 
you know, really it all starts with uh, someone here in our local community, or I should say in local communities, who have a desire to participate in the Great Commission, because that's really what it's all about. Jesus uh, called us to go out into all the world. How do we do that? You know, many listeners I know are probably sitting at home and uh, thinking, well, how can I help and contribute to fulfill the Great Commission? Well, if you pack a shoebox, you are participating in the Great Commission uh, because guaranteed that shoebox is going to get into the hands of a child. That child is going to hear the gospel. That child is going to be connected to a local church uh, that partners with uh, Operation Christmas Child. And and that child is going to be invited to a discipleship program that's going to help them grow in their faith. That is the Great Commission. Jesus said, make disciples. That is the Great Commission. And that's what you're a part of when you're participating with Operation Christmas Child by packing a shoebox. Amen. And so you might be, uh, Gil, will you come back next week and continue this conversation? I'd love to. So, uh, but to finish off today, perhaps you're sitting at home thinking, you know, how do I do this? Well, Go to your pastor and ask uh, how you can be involved. And if he doesn't know, then uh, then you're starting your own outward ministry. So uh, amen to you. But uh, you can also you can go to uh, www.samaritanspurse.org. That's samaritanspurse.org. And look for Operation Christmas Child. And it has all of the information there about how you can get involved. A shoebox, some soap, a pencil, a toy, and the gift of God, which will last for a lifetime. But Gil, thank you for uh, joining us here today on the radio, and we look forward to uh, talking further about how we Americans can, or anyone around the world, can get involved. Thank you, Julian. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.